Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. People are adverse to pain and suffering. We want to escape it at all costs. Now, as I, as I began this sermon, I started to list all of the places of refuge that we run to uh, in order to avoid a pain. But then I thought, well, that would take up the whole sermon time. <laughs> the list is so big that it is hard to, to suffer. Uh, it's hard to, to suffer all the things that we run to. It's hard to, to suffer uh, the meaning behind all of the places to which we run. Some of the things that we run to seem fine. Other, and, and they're gifts from God himself. Other places where we seek shelter, uh, they turn us directly against God and his provisions. Uh, advertisers understand this. They understand that we hate to suffer. And they also understand that we hate to be in need. So what they will do... In advertising, they sometimes have to create a need. They have to create an insecurity or they recognize one. They recognize some kind of pain or suffering that we're going through. And then after it's identified, the advertisement goes on to show how this particular product can alleviate the need, the insecurity, the pain. I mean, Coca-Cola cannot do all that it promises to do. It's as simple as that. They note a discontent and then make us believe that the only thing that we're missing in this life is their product. But the truth of the matter is, nothing in this world can give us the refuge that we need. Nothing. We live in a fallen world. All of the things that we seek to give us shelter in this world will perish just like us. Nothing in this world saves. Not even a meal. Even that's a temporary salvation. No product, no plant, no philosophy, no herb, no natural remedy, no doctor, no way of life, no nothing can save. This is why this week in history we commemorate, uh, that's why this day in history that we commemorate today is so important. Man needed a savior. And this is a week that we remember that God, out of his love, sent his son. He sent his son to this world. He sent his son to our place of death, our greatest need. We were trapped and left for dead, but Jesus comes rushing to us. Our Old Testament reading says this, For the Lord will vindicate his people and have compassion on his servants. When he sees that their power is gone and there is none remaining, bond or free. Friends, the time of God's vindication has come And we recognize that our power is gone. We know from experience that nothing in this life truly satisfies. 
And the older we get, the more we realize that. We have come to the knowledge that nothing in this world truly gives us refuge. Nothing truly gives us the peace that we need. Our reading continues after we recognize that all of our power is gone. He then will say, where are their gods, the rocks in which they took refuge, who ate the fat of their sacrifices and drank the wine of their drink offerings? In other words, this is saying, we give so much, we give so much of our time, so much of our talents, so much of our treasure to relieve ourselves from our pain, to relieve ourselves of our suffering. And God is saying, where are they now? When you, it's like the prodigal son that we, we looked at uh, several, uh, several weeks ago. When the prodigal son lost all of his treasure, when he lost all of his father's inheritance, it says that he was found to be in need. And there was nobody to comfort him. Before, when he still had his, all of his money, and we saw that he had, uh, we saw that he had lots of friends. He had he had prostitutes, as the older brother pointed out. He had lots of company. When he had no money, he had no help. He had no one. And God is saying, "Look at all of these gods, O Israel, that you ran after." You made sacrifices to these gods and they give you no help at all. In your time of need, they are nowhere to be found. God continues, let them rise up and help you. Let them be your protection. See now that I, even I, am he and there is no God besides me. I kill, I make alive, I wound, I heal, and there is none that can deliver you out of my hand. You see, nothing that we could ever take refuge in is eternal. Nothing except for God. Even those of us that don't realize that we need Him, guess what? We need Him. And behold, at the right time, Jesus comes. Just as it is written, fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming, sitting on a donkey's colt. The people people sang, they were excited to see their king come. They said, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the king of Israel. They sang and they sang and their thinking was this. Our suffering is over. Now we will have a king that will make Israel to be what we always hoped it would be. But they didn't understand. You see, the source of all of our suffering and pain that we run from, it had to be confronted. You can't just escape it. The truth is, we deserve, as we say often, we deserve nothing but temporal and eternal punishment. Why? Because we all have sinned. 
We have all fallen short of the glory of God. And any suffering that we find in this world, it is by God's great mercy that it is not a million times worse. Even that pain and suffering is a foreshadowing of something far worse. You see, justly, we sinful people deserve nothing good. We deserve everything bad. And when we think otherwise, we're not coming up against the truth of the matter. But here, here stands Jesus. He stands between God's justice and us sinners. And Jesus satisfies the wrath of God by the death that we deserved. We sang a hymn last week, it, and at the end of it, it, said, it was the hymn, uh, uh, My Song is Love Unknown. And in that hymn it said that heaven, because of Jesus, is my home, and my tomb is where he was laid. My tomb is where Jesus was. His heaven is where I end up. That is why Jesus rode into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, not to take away our pain and suffering, but to kill the cause of it on Good Friday. Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it. And whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Jesus is the grain of wheat. He was planted into the earth on Good Friday when he died for our sins. And on Easter morning, he burst through the dirt. He burst forth from the grave. He took all evil, all our evil upon himself, and he died so that God could remain just. God is fully just. He is fully merciful. He is fully loving. He is fully gracious. This week was Jesus' death but it is our life and salvation. Jesus said, Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? He knew where he was going. He knew exactly what he was doing. He said, What shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. Save me from the death that I didn't deserve. Save me from the death that I never earned. No. But for this purpose, I have come to this hour, Jesus says. His whole purpose was not to show us how to live a pain-free life. It wasn't to show us the better, more productive, more successful way. He came to save us from hell. The fact that we run for shelter to anything that we can find in this world is proof that we need saving. 
And Jesus came to save us. Jesus said, now is the judgment of this world. Now will the ruler of this world be cast out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to myself. This verse shows us where our true shelter is found. You see, Jesus, when he's talking about being lifted up and drawing all people to himself, he's talking about his cross. In his cross is the judgment of the world. In the cross of Jesus, sin, death, and the power of the devil, they are cast out. And it is also through the cross of Jesus that God calls all people to himself. You know, Romans 6 says that in our baptism, we were baptized into his crucifixion. It is here in the cross of Jesus, highlighted this holy week, where we find true shelter, true refuge, from all of our pain and all of our sorrow. Will the pain remain for a day? Yes. Yes. Will there be sorrows? Yes, indeed. Jesus was not averse to them. And Jesus came into our world, leaving heaven to be God with us, Emmanuel. And guess what? He said, just as the Father has sent me into the world, so also am I sending you into the world. He sent, was sent to the world out of love for you and I. And guess what? You're sent out into the world out of love for every neighbor that you come across. To let them know that there is someone to save them. There is someone who has paid the price. This week we recognize that there is no God besides the triune God who has come to save us. We recognize that loving the glory that comes from man or the things of this world, it's fleeting. It can never give us the satisfaction, contentment, or peace that we truly need. I'm not, now I want you to know, I'm not saying give up your coffee. I run to that shelter every morning. I'm I'm not even, I'm not saying give up a, a good book or give up TV. What I am saying is recognize that the good things you have in this life, they're to point you to someone greater. They're not to be an end in themselves. Does that make sense? Don't let the created things replace the creator of those things. Because they will never give you what you really need. But if in a good thing, like a, like a good baseball game, Purdue won yesterday afternoon, uh, but like those things you can look to God and say thank you. You have given me my salvation and you provide me, provide for me this day and the next until you take me home. And while I am here, help me to love others as you love me. 
That they may come to question the hope that I have that the world does not have. That they may come to know you as their Savior as you have brought me. We need the glory that comes from God. And it is a peculiar glory. Because its place of highest honor is a wooden cross on Calvary. It is a peculiar glory because it does not promote the desires of the self. It receives trust and takes refuge in the love of God and then lives a life that loves others as God first loved us. Yes, we are adverse to pain and suffering. We want to escape it at all costs. And yet the only cure of man's pain and suffering is Jesus' pain and suffering on the cross. And now may the peace that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus until he returns for you. Amen.